The Church Media Podcast, episode number 102, Managing Your Web and Social Media Content with Katie Allred, part one. Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. We're bringing you knowledge and insight from top media professionals from around the world. Useful, practical content in the areas of live production, design, leadership, digital communications, and more. The show notes for this episode and all archive episodes of the show are available online now at the Church Media Podcast. Podcast.com. And now, broadcasting from the ministry headquarters of 1230 Media, here's your host, church media coach, Carl Barnhill. Welcome to episode number 102 of the podcast. Thank you for being here this week. If you haven't checked out our brand new website at 1230.media, be sure to do that. We're offering all kinds of products and services to help you transform the worship experience at your church. From ready-to-use worship media, custom media, and production training, our team is geared up and ready to help you. The all-new 1230.media. Check it out. On the show today, church communications guru Katie Allred. Katie is the web content manager at Brentwood Baptist Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. We'll have Katie on this week and next week as we discuss ways you can improve your communications, web, and social media. Part one of my interview with Katie is coming right up. And now, your Church Media Resource of the Week. Software, websites, gadgets, and tools that will resource your creativity and your ministry. Hey there, it's James Wassum from Great Church Sound with this week's Church Media Resource. Have you ever heard of a flat panel speaker? I hadn't until a few months ago and I was rather surprised when I actually had a chance to listen to it. Tectonic Audio Labs has come up with a powerful loudspeaker that is about the size of your average flat panel TV. And while they may not be suitable for every application, they solve a number of audio issues that often affect the quality of sound at church. I've personally heard these in action and they sound remarkably good. If you're interested in new audio technology or you're in the market for a new loudspeaker at your church, you might want to stop by tectonicaudiolabs.com and see how these unique flat panel speakers work. It might surprise you. To subscribe to the show, access archive episodes, and get tons of free resources for your production team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com today. This is an exclusive interview from the Ministry of 1230 Media. Here is church media coach Carl Barnhill. Hey guys, and welcome on the line, Katie Allred. Katie has become a powerhouse in the communications, web design, and social media space. She's the web content manager at Brentwood Baptist Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. Katie, it has been an interesting journey to get you on the phone. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Oh yeah, well, anything for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right, I want to start by asking about your bio. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the journey that God has had you on the last few years. Yeah, sure. So I 
grew up in Alabama in a very, very small town and uh, grew up in a very small church. Uh, and my family had been active in that church since it started in 1818. So that was actually a year before Alabama became state. So nice. my family uh, runs pretty deep over the church planning. And um, I was raised in that church and we probably had a hundred members, so I wasn't raised in like a super big church or anything like that. Uh, but I also really knew that I was passionate about technology. Um, so I went to school for computer information systems, thinking that that was maybe the right path. I just really wasn't sure. It had computer in the name, so that sounded good. Uh, but that wasn't really it. And so God kind of directed me in a different way. I was licensed to minister before I went to college, and I knew that, you know, I, I loved God and that I wanted to do ministry f- for Him. I wasn't quite sure what that looked like. Uh, I wasn't sure how, you know, loving Jesus and loving technology could work together. Uh, and that wasn't really until after college when I saw, oh, there's like a whole field for church communication. That's like a whole thing. And so I was like, okay, great. I think that this is where God has called me and placed me. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of how it's, how it's went. There's been a few bumps around along the road, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're at Brentwood now. Walk me through what a typical week might look like for you and your team. Yeah, so a typical week for me is planning social media and uh, planning web content and just trying to figure out what's the best way to do that. Also, just like staying <clears throat> staying up on the latest trends and, you know, figuring out what's, what's next for us. So while we're there, tell us how you keep up with the current trends. Where, where do you go? Uh, what do you look at? How do you know what's hot, what's not, that sort of thing? Yeah, so, you know, probably the best place that I, <laughs> I've found is my group. <laughs> I hate to say that, but, like, now it's really kind of been like, oh, well, that's the easiest way for me to keep up with stuff. A lot of times, though, you know, the church world is different from the business world. So I, I keep up with a lot of marketing blogs. I keep up with, you know, social media examiner and, and those kind of things or web and that kind of stuff. But for for churches, I really just try to follow the, the bigger churches and see where they're going. Um, tell me about how your team is structured. You got you have Daryl there, uh, who's a friend of mine, and and uh, you got um, several members of your team there. T- tell me uh, how you're structured, what your team looks like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I think people think I'm probably like you know at the top or something, which is not the truth. Uh, very much at the very bottom of the totem pole. So uh, our our structure looks like this. Our senior pastor is not responsible for any of us. Like he's not technically in charge of of anyone on our staff. That takes a lot of pressure off of him to worry to not have to worry about finances or whether Katie's doing her job or not. So our executive pastor is, we have an executive and an associate executive, and the associate executive is actually in charge uh, of, he oversees a lot of things, but one of those departments is communication. Honestly, I think he keeps his hands off of us for the most part. So um, after our associate executive pastor, it's um, our communications minister, Steve Smith. And then after Steve, there's... Three, no, four people under Steve directly. It's uh, 
our media director, our marketing director, our creative director, who is Daryl, and our uh, media director, marketing director, creative director, and our project manager. Yeah. So, and then there's a lot of people under that. Uh, I'm under Daryl, so I'm under the creative director, and then I'm technically under the Department of Web. I know a lot of other churches try to figure out how are people structuring their teams and how can we do that. Uh, so I, I love to kind of hear what other people are, are doing. People definitely have a lot of questions about how people are running ships. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to dive into a few different topics across uh, church communications, web, social media. Uh, first being web content. So you're the web content manager is your uh, official title, I think, there at Brentwood. Uh, walk yeah. me through your, your job description a little bit more. What is the overall goal of your job as content manager? Yeah, so I'm in charge of email marketing, web design, well, web content, really. Uh, that oversees some web design and then social media. So I oversee social media and web content, or the web, really, for all six campuses uh, that we have now, and then some congregations as well, like our Spanish congregation, our Deaf Church, our um, Kairos Young Adult Ministry. So I just kind of oversee those ministries uh, with their social media and their websites as well. So, yeah. Uh, how do you schedule the, the content on Brentwood's site? Like, give me your game plan on how you make sure everything is is up to date for for web vi- web visitors. Yeah, so you know, for the most part, we have a major message calendar, and that is written ahead of time, like maybe up to. I would say that our major messages are decided like a year ahead of time, but you know, like VBS comes up every year. You know, it doesn't change. But then, you know, some other messages might fall short. So I think it's probably like at least three to four months ahead of time where we kind of know where things are going to fall. And so I really just follow that. And so that's kind of the easiest way to plan what I'm going to do and what they're going to do and how we're going to do that together, how we can best promote our message. Okay, so time out. You wait a second here. You you plan more than just next week? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, we we really plan very very far ahead in advance. And I know that a lot of churches don't have that convenience. Like their pastor may they may not feel passionate about you know uh, telling them. But you know we have our sermon series planned out a year ahead of time too. And I've heard, I mean almost two years ahead of time actually. And I've heard you know a lot of churches are like. No, because how can the Holy Spirit move? I don't know. And so I completely understand that. Like, I mean, different pastors work in different ways. That's just how our pastors uh, work. And so if something happened in that conversation that was, like, a huge thing that they need to address, of course they can, like, go off script. I mean, of course they can, like, go away from, you know, the the original plan. But I think the Spirit moves and work through those plans as well. You know, who knows? Like, a lot of times, you know, something that has been planned year, a year ahead of time uh, falls so conveniently with something that has majorly impacted our incarnation. And so we, we feel like we put a lot of this work and energy into planning, and God provides uh, the rest. And so uh, we, we tried our best to be, you know, obviously listening and, and hoping that the Holy Spirit is guiding us. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I've said facetiously. I, you know, that's a that's a huge soapbox of mine. Is no, is, uh, I know, no, I completely understand. A lot of people are just like, yeah, no planning. <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh, you know, 
I think one thing I always say is the same Holy Spirit that can work spontaneously on Sunday is the same Holy Spirit that can be with us in, in our planning. I mean, it's the same oh, yeah, Holy definitely. Spirit. Obviously, yes, does he change our, our minds sometimes in the moment or right right before something needs to happen? Yes, of course. But a game plan in place, I, I think, helps the team tremendously. So l- let's camp there for a second. I, I'm a church. My pastor is planning week of. How do I convince my leadership that planning ahead further is definitely the way to go? That's a good question. I think, you know, you just have to communicate what you just said, like that, that the Holy Spirit, that God can still do your plans. It's not like Moses, you know, didn't have a plan, you know, when he yeah. when he led those people. Uh, you know, he had somewhat of a plan, and of course God provided the steps that he didn't have plans for. Uh, but he, he still, you know, had an idea. We're heading in this general direction. Hopefully God will, you know, provide the rest of the way. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of foolish to be, be without one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's get a little nerdy for a second. Give us an overview of what desktop and mobile CMS is and how do you use it. So, like the content management system? Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, we use Expression Engine for our website. Uh, it, you know, and it's not – Expression Engine is great. I think it's really good if you're limited to one website or maybe just two. And it's probably not good for what we're using it for, which we have like six websites running on it now. Uh, <laughs> the problem is that when we originally built our website, think this can be a, a good example of our, in our poor planning – we didn't uh, expect to go from two campuses uh, to six campuses in uh, less than a year. And so, at well, really, maybe two years span. And so, we built our website, especially into thinking this will last us forever and it will be great. And what turned out was it just wasn't, it wasn't the best um, plan. And so, <laughs> uh, we're now looking at actually, uh, probably in the future, either going to craft CMS. Uh, which is uh, another proprietary uh, content management system, or going with either WordPress because it's a big player and it's easy to find developers and to do what you kind of want with it. We're going towards uh, something like Statmic, which is like a static file system where your 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 files or pages are delivered uh, statically. So there's no like having to pull them out with PHP. Well, I mean, there's PHP, but it's not, I don't know, they're not in a database somewhere. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. We haven't really made a full decision. I think we're probably going to end up going with WordPress. I'm kind of scared of this, honestly. Uh, the thing is, I mean, I love WordPress as a normal user, and I feel like if we didn't have so much content, I wouldn't be so worried about going with, with WordPress. So the thing is, like for WordPress, you don't design for you don't design for the sake of the content you design for design and then put your content in there or something. It's like the content's like a second thought, uh, where with expression engine or static or uh, craft, it, it's all about the content and then figuring out you know how your design can play with that. The thing is, we just have loads of content. We have articles. We have um, a daily devotional. We have uh, loads of sermons, and not just the sermon cut, but we have the full service of the sermon, and uh, and then we have or the full service of like with worship and the sermon, and then we also have uh, 
just uh, we have staff, we have staff biographies, and those biographies play into uh, whether they preach a sermon or not. So they tie to the sermons, but they also tie to articles, and they also tie to the journey on today if they wrote those. And we also have we have staff listings for six churches, and also it filters into ministries, and then we also have. Uh, it gets it, gets, it starts going on and on and on, yeah. Um, where it just builds and builds and builds. So it, it gets pretty hefty, pretty quick. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm kind of wondering what we're going to do. I mean, I'm, I know we're going to probably go with WordPress. Um, it's uh, kind of interesting to see how that's going to work and how how that's going to work. I mean, I'm sure it's going to have you know advanced custom fields and, and use a lot of that. Um, but it's also kind of nerve-wracking because, you know, having to move things again, which I just did like two years ago. It, it, we're in the process of doing that now. And just, uh, uh, yeah. uh, no, we'll go from WordPress to WordPress, so we'll still be on the same platform. But it's just uh, yeah. so much work. <laughs> which uh, I think is why, you know, why we didn't want, why we didn't go with WordPress in the first place is because moving from theme to theme is like, you know, nearly impossible. I mean, if you're using a custom, po- a custom post type, you know, I guess, I guess you can, like, of course, figure it to be whatever you want, but of course, you're probably going to want different things and a different theme. Where when you're using something like Expression Engine, you could just put the content however you want because that's the way it works. I don't know. It, it's just a different way of coding and a different way of thinking. I don't know. So, yeah, I, yeah, it, it gets yeah. a little confusing after a while. Yeah. Um, okay. Is there is there what do you prefer um, a certain platform or if if a church is is looking at um, um, designing a new website, would you su- suggest a, a certain platform to be on? Does it depend on their content? It really depends on the church. Yeah, yeah I yeah. was actually just talking with uh, actually my cousin. He called me and he was like, you know, our church is wanting to modernize and our website looks like it's from the '90s. And what do I do? And I was like, well, there's really like three or four options for you. You know, you could one, go with Squarespace because uh, it's like $10 a month and uh, it's pretty easy to drag and drop and build. Uh, but then there are some limitations, you know. Is, uh, they have an event calendar, which I guess is okay, uh, but you can't really extend it. It's just kind of messy. I've seen, some, I've seen some church websites do it really well. Um, I can't think of any of the top of my head, but I've seen some church websites that really do a great job. They use, you know, maybe the blog um, as a feed for, for their sermons. So I've, I've seen some some of them use it well. Um, but, you know, that's not necessarily the best option for everyone. And then there's, you know, you could, of course, go WordPress, but that is very technical. Uh, things can break. And if they break, uh, you know, you should have a backup. And, and then, of course, you, what theme do you use? You know, you can go with Divi, which is another kind of drag-and-drop builder. But then if you change themes later on, it's going to be a mess, you know, to clean up. And, and of course, this all depends on your church size, too. Like, if your church has got loads of content like ours does with three feeds that are continuously growing and et cetera, you know, maybe going with a, a theme in general is not a good idea. Maybe going with someone who can custom build it um, and decide what is the best CMS for you might be the better option. Uh, I mean, I love WordPress because it's it's easy to learn and easy to hack. And I say easy to learn. Like, there's a huge learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, there's so many articles and there's a great community behind it that you probably can figure it out and, and, and eventually do it yourself. Right. I don't want to ever discourage somebody from learning. 
But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, there's also a, a lot of really great uh, plug-and-play ministry website options now, though. I mean, SLCS 360 has done a really great job of updating and changing the way that they do websites, and I feel like it's pretty quality at this point. And faithmade.com is another great provider. I feel like they it's like $49 a month. There's no upfront cost, I don't think, uh, with that one. And I was looking at it earlier today, I was like, well, that looks good. I mean, they have sermons already in it. They have PayPal giving already embedded. I mean, it's just, this seems easy for churches. And, and that's kind of, you know, if your church is less than 500, I, I mean, you really kind of need the easiest option. But then, of course, you can get free hosting with DreamHost, you know, use a 501d3, and you can put a WordPress theme on there, probably for pretty cheap. And like from churchthemes.org or Divi uh, from Elegant Themes. And you can easily set yourself up that way and not have uh, an on-curring, on what's the word for it? Incurring? On-curring? <laughs> Words. Recurring. Hey, there we go. A go. recurring cost. Yeah. Um, and so, which is great. Like, that's a huge blessing to ministry if you can avoid recurring costs. And so, you know, there are several options there that you definitely play with and see. Uh, which one's the best for you? Yeah. Uh, it depends on your amount of like, you know, your ability, and then also like the amount of time you have. Um, I, I agree with you with you on all all that, and I especially agree with there's several options that have come a long way in the last few years. You, you mentioned a couple of them, um, whereas a few years ago I'd be like, mm, don't go there. No, don't go with those. Right. Exactly. But, like but, a few years ago, we're talking about. On something on Clover sites or whatever, right, but they've right. actually done a really great job of right. updating their offering. Yeah, they have um, recently, and and I can't say mm, no, you shouldn't do that anymore because I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty good. And right. if you don't have more than a thousand viewers a month, you know, like why not? <laughs> right, right, exactly. This has been an all-access interview from 1230 Media. For more interviews, training, and exclusive content for your production team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com. He's an educator, motivator, a runner, and a thrill-seeking wild man. Tell us about the Trans Am race. How many days does this insanity take? 64 days. 64 days. Wow. So did you ever decide what you're going to do this summer? Maybe number four. With the Trans Am? That's awesome, man. You're bone on bone now. That's what's causing all the pain. But your competitive racing days, they're over. I just don't want you to get hurt. I think about that a lot, you know? Do you have any idea what you put us through every time you do one of these things? Dr. Horton gave me the confidence to believe in myself. He helped me appreciate God's creation. I'm a new person today because of that wild man. I feel like God wants me to inspire people one last time. Have you ever asked yourself if you're teaching the right things? Maybe Dave is giving you all that he can give you right now. What if it's not enough? You took vows, Nat. So did he. I wish I could understand you understand why this is so important to you.
select theaters this fall. Show notes for this episode and all archive episodes of the show are online now at thechurchmediapodcast.com. Just click on the most recent episode, 102, or if you're listening out of order, which a host of you do, you can find the direct link for the show at thechurchmediapodcast.com forward slash 102 as in episode 102. On the next Church Media Podcast. Next week on the show, I welcome Katie back. We'll air part two of my interview with her. We'll be diving in to more social media tricks. And we'll also talk about communications communities and how you can get involved with other church creatives doing the same things you are. So be sure to catch that next week on the show. Don't miss my friend David Michael Hyde. He's incredible, our podcast producer. He's online at davidmichaelhyde.com. Go visit him today. It's a privilege hanging out with you guys each and every week. Go out there and create some incredible experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Please take a minute today to rate and review the show in iTunes. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com. We'll catch you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast. 